Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Jay. All right, Jim, we'll start off with uh, the good news. The Gopher men's basketball team, after uh, trailing by five at halftime, they rally, hold off Michigan State to win the game by three. Your thoughts on last night's victory? Christy was excellent. Um, and for all the other things that go into winning a basketball game, uh, three-point shooting is still, it's so important. And look at this stat. Christy was five of seven from three-point land, right? Every other player in the game was combined 11 for 34. Uh, he was the only guy making threes, and that was the difference. Uh, both teams play good defense. Both teams play really hard. Both teams are well coached. Uh, both teams have inside presences. Uh, you look at the box score, the only thing that jumps out as above average uh, is Cam Christie scoring and Cam Christie shooting threes. And he he, he really dominated the game. How about uh, the big three hit by Dustin Garcia, which broke the tie for him, which kind of allowed him to, uh, you know, play from the lead, at least for the last minute plus. Yeah, that was a, that was a big play. I mean, that, there were other big plays other than Christie's threes. But again, you know, that's what really gave them a chance in this game. Uh, Gar they made some good plays down the stretch. I thought Hawkins, you know, once again, played with poise. Uh, they played good defense. Um, you know, you know, Dustin hit hit that big three, no doubt. Uh, but man, Christie is Christie's kind of making up for the fact that they lost Jameson Battle and, and Evans. You know, I mean, he he is the he's the top prospect who actually, you know, kept his promise and came to Minnesota. And you know, he started off the year maybe a little slow, but the shooting stroke is there, the intelligence is there, the competitiveness is there. He's gonna he's he's already a good player, but he's got a chance to be really good. What's interesting about him is that his brother, Max, went to Michigan State. He was also being recruited by Michigan State, but yet he chose the Gophers. What a big win for Ben Johnson, and then he gets a win over Michigan State as Christie maybe his best game of the year against them. Yes, and now the Gophers are 6-5. and five. They move ahead of Michigan State in the standings. They're basically tied for fourth in the Big Ten. Uh, I think I told you before the season, I didn't know how this team was going to win games. I just didn't. Uh, they're coming off 2-17 and 17 Big Ten season. And they didn't seem to get better in terms of personnel. But, you know, Johnson now has this team playing. I think Hawkins is a big thing. Somebody can really run his offense with composure um, and create create for his teammates. You know, Garcia staying is, is obviously a big deal. But this is not that talented a team. And Christie's the one guy who can just rise up and hit a three when you, you, know, when you need him to. How about uh, the decision to go with uh, Braden Carrington in large part in the second half, especially for his defense against Walker, um, who was really doing well in the first half for Michigan State. Really interesting because Carrington really came in as someone who was supposed to play like Christie's playing this year. He's supposed to be a pure shooter uh, on a team that just didn't have enough scoring. And really, he's become a defensive stopper. His shooting is, is not good. Uh, but he plays really hard. He plays really good defense. He's very tenacious, and he was he was another big factor in the game. So they play at Iowa on Sunday. Iowa's a team that beat them, uh, but they are below the Gophers in the standings. Um, we, we were talking, I think it was yesterday, about they have to at least go 500 in the conference, maybe get to that 11th win. Is Sunday's game at Iowa a chance to get that road win if they're going to offset, you know, it, it, because they're gonna, they've got a really tough schedule. Besides, um, as far as road schedule, besides this game, yeah, I mean, you know, they're they're in pretty good shape at the moment. But as you said, the schedules the schedule is not easy, and this would give them 
I mean, you know, they win at Iowa. All of a sudden, they're, you know, they're well above 500. They have a little bit of margin for error. I mean, it, listen, we can't pretend it's the biggest game of the year. Uh, they lost at home to Iowa, and you could have said that, uh, you know, that's a big loss, and it felt like a big loss at the moment. But it didn't really, it didn't really stop them from winning uh, these games. Uh, so, you know, again, we can overstate the importance of the game, but winning, losing it wouldn't be uh, devastating, but winning it would be quite a boost. All right, Jim, so turning attention to the Timberwolves, who got beat in overtime by the Bulls last night, 129-123 in Chicago. Wolves with a big first-half lead, could not hold on to it. Your thoughts on last night's loss? Uh, horrible, just horrible, and lack of composure, and the defense fell completely apart. And listen, sometimes every team loses bad games. Every team gives up leads. It is the nature of the league. Uh, even the bad teams have can put together runs and they can score and they have shooters. Uh, what was disappointing last night is they're deep. You know, they got big games out of Edwards and Towns. They played really good defense in the first half, and the defense just completely disintegrated in the second half. And their composure disintegrated. They're arguing too many calls. They're getting too caught up with the refs. They had a bad technical with Kyle Anderson. And I understand that Kyle Anderson thinks he didn't do enough to get a technical. I think he's probably right. But when your team is complaining the whole game, you're eventually going to get a technical, whether the one that's called is deserved or not. Uh, so lack of composure, lack of defense, uh, not taking things away from the other team. You do that in the NBA, the other somebody's going to get hot. They're just, there's just too much talent in the league. So really one of the most, you know, Coming off one of the most, I guess, endearing victories of the year, winning at home and sending Finch to the All-Star game, uh, this this might have been the worst loss of the year. Because now you look at the standings, they are in a tie with the Clippers, Thunder, and Nuggets. I think you mentioned yesterday, if you if you go on a you know bad streak, then you're you're in fourth place, and they're yeah. now kind of in danger of dropping into that spot. They are, and uh, they're good enough to be that a one seed. They are not good enough to, you know, play this kind of basketball and be anything better than the four seed right now. So we'll just see what what they're made of because they have the talent. They've proven they can win. Uh, they've proven they can be a great defensive team. They have very good offensive players. Also, we have the trade deadlines coming up, and you wonder if they're blown leads. I mean, it's better for the organization in general if they don't trade any real assets right now. They, obviously, they've given up all their first-round draft picks getting Gobert. But I think this team needs, you know, someone who can kind of stem the tide in situations like this. And, of course, you know, as I've been saying for a month, I think Tyus Jones is that guy. There are some other names out there, people who could help. Some shooters might be able to help a little bit. But I just think they need Ty someone like Tyus Jones who can kind of, you know, take command when Mike Connolly isn't on the court or Mike Connolly isn't having a good game. Jim, is the big deterring factor from getting a Tyus Jones or a, a Brogdon or somebody like that because they just don't have a lot? I mean, they don't have draft picks or very many draft picks to deal, and then they also may not have anybody in that rotation they want to give up. Right, uh, and, th and that's the sticking point. The Wizards want a first-round pick. The Wolves don't have a first-round pick. So, you know, it, the question is, will they get to a point where the Wizards say, okay, nobody's giving us a first-round pick. We'll take a we'll take a high second. We'll take two seconds. We'll take three seconds. We'll take three seconds and a couple expiring contracts. The, the wolves. That's why the wolves are. They just have to let the market play out and hope that nobody gives the wizards what they want.
Uh, Jim, some other things going on. Um, so John Rahm says big reason why he made the step to the live is that uh, winning the Masters. Um, your thoughts on Rahm going to to live and what is even going to happen with uh, professional golf this year? We still don't know exactly. Um, you know, a couple major players, Justin Thomas and, and Ricky Fowler, have said they don't want to see live players coming back to the PGA Tour without being penalized. Uh, we're seeing we're seeing now, you know, big tournaments being played without live players. I don't know where it's all going to end up. Um, John Rahm's one of the biggest disappointments. Uh, I think I just thought he had a great perspective. I thought he was a good-hearted, honest guy, uh, great competitor. And, you know, he kept on telling us, hey, why would I go play for live? It's not real golf. It's not competition. I want to have a legacy. I have. I don't need that much money. And then he just goes. You know, it's, And so many golfers have done that. Um, it's really hard to like professional golf right now, frankly. So... And, you know, Wyndham Clark wins on Sunday. He said he's going to keep his options. I mean, they're all just, you know, I don't know. It's it's really soured me on professional golf. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't know if that's going to hurt their bottom line or not. I really don't. I and mean, there's so there's so much money in the game. You know, I mean, everybody will be fine. Everybody in that realm has more money than they need, which is why, you know, them players going to live drives me crazy. I mean. Do you really need a fourth Lamborghini? Jim, uh, some baseball things going on. So are the A's going to stay in Oakland? What's going on with them? Honestly, I'm not, I have not been uh, keeping up with that. So I don't okay. have an answer for you. I can I can investigate and be ready to talk about it another day. I, I haven't sure. looked at that at all. You, you probably saw a couple of uh, big dollar um, re-signings. The Astros re-signing Jose Altuve. And then Bobby Witt Jr. gets a really long contract with the Royals. I mean, the Astros are going to keep Altuve, try to keep Altuve his whole career. He's such a signature player for them, and he's won, he's been a championship player for them. Uh, so that's not surprising at all. I, I think it's really good for baseball that the Royals are keeping wit. Um, this is the biggest, by far the biggest contract they've ever signed. He's a, a wonderful young player. I, you know, I just hate it when baseball puts itself in a position where uh, the less, the Lower revenue teams or farm systems for other teams. So I, I love that the Royals are keeping them. It's good for the division. It's good for baseball. It's good for Midwestern baseball. Jim, uh, what do you think about uh, ESPN, Fox, Warner Brothers, ABC, bunch of uh, different networks combining to to make sports available on an app? It sounds like as early as this fall. I don't. That's. I mean, I've read about it. I don't really know how that would work. Um, I, I just think that you know. In our country, we got to get to a point where everything is accessible for everyone. It's, you know, and again, we're talking about all these billion dollar companies trying to squeeze people for an extra 20 bucks a month or something so you can watch Twins games. You know, I mean, it, it makes me crazy. Uh, I feel the same way about journalism. I mean, everybody should be able to, like, you want to read, you know, my column, you want to read Royce. Yeah, it's great. We of course we we love it that we have subscribers and we have a strong subscription base and all that. But you know, if somebody in Oakland wants to read one column in the Star Tribune, you'd like there should be some kind of a micro payment thing. You know, okay, pay a nickel, pay a quarter, pay whatever it is. I, I think we got to get to a point where everybody can access everything. Jim, one last one. Uh, Kirk Cousins is at the uh, the Gophers Michigan State game last night. Any idea when we're going to start hearing about any kind of conversations between Cousins and the Vikings? Not really. Uh, they could be happening right now. They could be close to a deal. They could 
not be talking at all. We just don't know. Um, you know, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a crazy off season and there's going to be, there are going to be a million bad rumors out there. Um, and I know a lot of people just like to kick around every rumor they hear. I just kind of wait to hear stuff I actually believe or something I hear from somebody I trust. I just haven't heard anything yet on Cousins. All right, Jim, what do you got in your podcast? Uh, let's see. I think we still have the we have the Don Mitchell show with uh, with Latroy Hawkins. Good conversation with him. Uh, good Viking Update show is up. We have our long conversation with Chris Finch on the John Krasinski is, show is up. Uh, Jeff Di- I would go back in the archives at talknorth.com, find Jeff Diamond shows. He explains what's going to happen with the Vikings probably better than anybody else in the market. And everything is talknorth.com or in your favorite podcast app. All right, Jim, thank you. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks, Jay. It's Jim Suhan, Star Tribune Sports Columnist, joining us every weekday morning at this time. Follow him on Twitter at Suhan Strip. Check out his latest column at the Star Tribune podcast at talknorth.com. Jim, today brought to you by the Green Mill in downtown St. Cloud. Next on WJON, World of National News from ABC.